Okay, good morning or good afternoon, everyone. Today is Wednesday, or is today Thursday? No, today's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. I really should start checking the dates right before I press record, but anyways, uh, there's a fair amount to report today in the news, so let's uh, let's jump right into it. We're going to be uh, talking about stuff all over the, the world in terms of what's going on globally, so... <coughs> So first off, Yahoo Answers is shutting down after 15 years. I mean, to be honest with you guys, lately when surfing the internet, I haven't been on Yahoo Answers as much as I used to be. I know that for me, it used to be like one of the first things that popped up on Google and stuff. I don't really use Google anymore to begin with, but I mean, Yahoo Answers over the years has helped me out for a lot of stuff. Nothing like super important, but just small significant things like kind of, I guess you could say life hacks if you want to call it. So again... It's sad to see when that stuff uh, when that stuff doesn't do well, but I think uh, or when they shut it down. But I mean, there's now I think it's called Quora. I think is the website, but you can only like check uh, you know uh, one or two answers a day until you have to subscribe or something. But anyways, they seem to be doing well. Maybe that's why I don't know the specifics, nor do I honestly care. It's just it's unfortunate to see Yahoo Answers uh, shutting down. But anyways, the next thing is that Arkansas in the United States has become the first state to prohibit for, uh, physicians from providing gender uh, affirming treatment for trans people under the age of 18. So to translate that in plain English, it basically means that if you're under the age of 18 and you want to do a sexual transition from a woman to a man or a man to a woman within Arkansas, physicians and doctors cannot prescribe you the, uh, I guess the, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the hormone therapy, I think it is, in order to do the, the conversion in terms of like the the uh, the genetic side of things or the biological side. Again, I'm not a, I'm not a biologist or a doctor. Okay. When it comes to the political side of it, here's the thing about all of that. I, I have an interesting take on this because... There's one side of, of the of the perspective, which is that, you know, there's the, the, the generally the conservative side that will say, look, we're not against transgenders, but we believe in raising a child until they're legally of age, you know, between, uh, you know, 18, 19, 20 to make that decision. There's other countries around the world who have absolutely no problem with transgender people and the, the, the trans community. However, they believe that, you know, uh, the decision should be made after someone becomes a young adult and their childhood should not be affected. Now, the question then becomes, what do these countries and what do these people and politicians mean when they use the word affected, right? I'll give you an example. I have family friends, for example, where their kids are seven or eight years old. I, I kid you not, this is a personal uh, thing of mine, a family friend, and I believe their kid is uh, eight years old, I think, and he's a guy, uh, but he wants to be a woman. He's already painting his nails and stuff like that, so look, I mean, I I have no issue with, again, as you all know, uh, anyone of color, transgender, lesbians, gays, you name it. It's just the question becomes, when is someone mature enough to make that decision? Because it will be a permanent decision, right? And I understand that. So the question becomes, you know, if, if you have a son who's 11 or 12 years old, does he, uh, if he wants to transition to being a woman, should you allow him to do that at such a young age? You know what I mean? And w both sides could be argued from a, a, a clinical psychological standpoint, from my understanding. I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about that, but it seems like, generally speaking, it seems like ultimately what's happening here is that it's kind of like, well, if the child wants to, to transition, let them transition. But one side of the argument is, well, it's going to disrupt their their your um, their childhood and how they were brought up. Others will argue, actually, it might damage them if they don't transition. So, I mean, look, in my humble opinion, 
I take the perspective, although I do understand the other side, I take the perspective of let them grow up until they're 18, 19, and, and then make that decision. And if they start saying it at 15, 16, that, or you know, even younger, that they want to transition, no problem. But wait until you're 18, 19 to fully you know, make that decision and say, okay, no problem. With that being said, that's generally where I lean to. However, I have no problem being, uh, being convinced the other way around if there's new studies or new anything that would come forward to, to suggest that maybe the opposite it would be best or better in in some cases right but again i think these types of situations are also um circumstance by circumstance so generally i lean a little more conservative here but again my mind's always open to being to being changed the um the next thing is that Megan and Megan Markle and Harry's Netflix series has been announced and that is the most that i'm going to say on that um the next thing is that amazon is trying to implement tech that senses and precisely detects how many times their drivers yawn. Like, literally, how many times they yawn. Okay, so Amazon's been under a lot of heat lately for trying to prevent, you know, unionization, uh, specifically across the United States, but even around the world, but mainly in the States. I know that they're unionized in other countries too, but here's the thing, guys. I don't understand from a purely um, mathematical perspective. If if the workers want to unionize, let them unionize. I mean... I understand that, you know, business owners and all that don't like unions, but Amazon is right up there with Walmart and Apple in terms of, you know, the, the richest companies on the freaking planet. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I, I'm honestly, I'm not trying to be a Republican or Democrat here. I'm just trying to be like myself. Like you don't have the money to dish out for people if they want to unionize. I, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some cases where unions may not work and I understand that. But in this case, if there's an overwhelming amount of workers that say they want to unionize, let them unionize. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because people are complaining online on Twitter that, you know, the, the Amazon drivers have to, um, pardon my English, they have to piss in bottles, men and women. They have to defecate or, you know, take shits in, in, in plastic bags in their in their trucks. And Amazon said on Twitter, yeah, well, you know, the this is because the long driving conditions, the rural suburban areas, there's no places to actually go use a restroom. Meanwhile, it turns out that the drivers have come out and said collectively, sort of like a union, even though they're not one, they've come out and said basically by signing petitions, no, that's not true. It's not that there aren't bathrooms near us. It's that we're not given the time and there's technology in these trucks that can sense that. Now, I don't know how far Amazon has gone in terms of implementing uh, this technology to sense how many times you yawn and stuff like that. But I mean, that's insane. I mean, I, I, I understand that the demand is high for, am for people ordering from Amazon, but that's not an excuse to treat human beings like freaking slaves you know what i mean these people are just trying to make a living because if they didn't need to work for a living or you know do this job i would bet you they wouldn't most of the time right it, because if you if you told me that i got to go to a job where i might be pissing in bottles and shitting in bags i mean look i'll be honest if i had to put up it, it depends how much i'm getting paid i'm not gonna lie like if you told me like i i would i would do it if, if I was getting paid big money, but I think relative to what these Amazon drivers are getting paid, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's enough. And people might be saying, oh, Dave, you'll shit in a bag and, and piss in a, in a bottle. You know what? For the right amount of money, I would. But it, it, clearly, these Amazon drivers are not getting paid well enough for that to be the case. You know what I mean? So the next thing is that uh, Chinese TV stations have started blurring out any Western brands on their TV network. So like any actors or whatever on these TV shows in China wearing, uh, I don't know, uh, Nike hoodie or you know anything from north america in general they're they're blurring out and i think even some brands uh, from europe as well too i mean hey look it's their country they could do what they want it's the cc and i don't mean the chinese people again i'm talking about the ccp the regime 
again, this is only going to escalate tensions between uh, Asia and and the West, specifically China, of course. And look, I mean, maybe they'll they'll start unblurring uh, certain brands from their show if 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 you know tensions calm down and stuff like that. But I don't see that happening anytime soon, right? So it'll be interesting to see because again, they have their own. If I'm not mistaken, they have their own version of Google, their own version of Facebook. You know, Facebook and them are not allowed are inside of China, from my understanding. I think I don't think Google is, but if they are, I think it's to an extremely limited extent, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, hey, can you imagine if Facebook got into China? That would be insane. They basically run the whole. I mean. I'm not trying to defend China here, but Facebook would have a much tighter grasp on on the world in general because, I mean, look at how many people are in China, right? Which is, to a degree, I can understand why the CCP didn't want Facebook in there to begin with. And I know it's for my reasoning is for different reasons than the CCP, obviously. They want to keep the control. For me, I think it's good because the, the, the tech giants do not have control over every single major country. You know what I mean? They have control over most, but countries like China and Iran and stuff, they don't, so... The next thing is that uh, Iran had a uh, cargo boat that they finally admitted allegedly that acts as a spy boat because it's just been there for so long. Um, it's basically a, a, a cargo bro a, a cargo boat is the front is like the cover for it. But what it really is is a, a spy ship for their Revolutionary Guard Army, um, which is their version of I honestly don't know. I I want to say NORAD, but I don't even think so. I think it's just. The Revolutionary Guard has to do with, like, elite soldiers and stuff like that. I guess, I don't know, their version of the Navy SEAL. I, I Honestly, I don't even want to make comparisons because I tried to look into this and I can't even tell. It's just their own version of, like, a an elite army unit with, I think, 100,000 um, soldiers in there. But anyways, um, allegedly, Israel bombed this ship, this spy ship. And they're saying it was Israel. Iran is saying that. Who knows? Uh, it w I wouldn't put it past the fact that it's Israel. I'm not going to lie. With that being said, though, uh, this all happened while the Iranians were in uh, Iranian officials are in Vienna having talks with uh, European and world country, world nations on the, um, the reestablishing some type of nuclear deal and speaking of which that leads me to my next point which is that the US has now oh ever coincidentally and quietly slipped into joining the other major world countries with the Iran uh, nuclear talks and engagements again because obviously Trump backed out of it now here's the thing I said this from the beginning, which and the beginning is only I think three or four days ago in 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 my in my eyes. But uh, I knew the U.S. was I don't want to say using, but they were pulling the strings of other countries to say yes, you know, start a deal and we'll slowly step in and act like we weren't the ones pulling the strings. I have without a doubt, uh, without a doubt in my mind, that it was the CIA that basically arranged this type of formulation of oh well, the U.S. didn't approach Iran at first, but you know they're coming in now slowly, so for, to negotiate and to talk. So that's what I, I see happening there. Um, the next thing is that AstraZeneca is under even further inspection by the EU, the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine, and the UK, but alternatives are now being offered for people under the age of 30 because apparently. Um, People are having some serious issues, uh, especially younger people, with the AstraZeneca vaccine. And what do you know? Most of the uh, the vaccines within Canada where I live is AstraZeneca. Now, not that I was going to take it to begin with. You all know my stance on that, but uh, so I won't reiterate it. But ultimately, I mean, look, if there are serious issues, I'm not a doctor, but if there are serious issues, then there's serious issues. And ultimately... We won't know the long-term effects of this unless I'm wrong, but uh, we won't know the long-term effects of this until time itself proves to be the, the case. You know what I mean? Now, again, I'm, to be honest, I would dare to say, and this is just my humble opinion, I'm more afraid of the vaccine than the virus itself, um, assuming the virus is real, assuming the mutated versions are real. 
with that being said though again it, this whole thing with astrazeneca there's all these problems now apparently there's a a more than likely chance that it, it, the virus started in the lab and that whole thing so i don't even want to give my full-on opinion or just keep rambling on about it because there's new things coming out every day one country doubts something the next the next country doesn't the next one doubts it again then the who says something then the cdc contradicts the who it like you guys see what i'm saying it's just a part of my english it's a clusterfuck so like at this point i don't know how much i can say like so or how much all of us can think or say you know the next thing is that kim jong-un said that north korea is facing its worst ever situation and he called on grassroots organizers to help push forward the uh five-year economic plan well i mean look he, if I'm not mistaken, I remember Kim Jong-un blatantly admitting that his five-year economic plan had failed. Here's the thing. The country's got sanctions on it like there's no tomorrow, but it's not even always about that. I think the sanctions in a lot of ways are a, are a front in many regards. What I mean is this. When you look at North Korea, the soldiers, Kim Jong-un's own soldiers, are starving. You could see how thin they are. This is not a good country to, to live in. You know, the, the most of the country, if I'm not mistaken, of its population are starving. People try to escape to South Korea all the time. Some of them make it, some of them don't. So I don't know, like, what Kim Jong-un is doing here. Now, unless I'm missing something that you could all correct me on, I'd be more than happy. But as of right now, from what I'm reading and seeing, I, I, don't, I don't know what Kim Jong-un is saying. Like, how, these people can barely eat. I don't know how the hell they're going to organize some type of uh, political coalition to start something. And I, I literally mean that, like, these people don't have energy in them, and I feel very terrible for them. It's, it's very sad. The next thing is that um, Italian business owners are protesting in front of the Italian parliament to protest against the lockdown again. I mean, look, it, people all over the world are sick and tired. It's very, very simple. And I've said this before, and all you know this too. I mean, I'm sick and tired, and I'm not even, like, uh, not even about hearing about it, honestly. It's more so that you know, lockdown, then no lockdown, then restrictions, no restrictions, that one doctor or one group of doctors say one thing, the next group says another. The amount of information coming out is second by second, and it's constantly changing. And we're finding now through this that there's a lot more, um, we could say, deep-rooted or deep-seated corruption than we had initially thought within establishments and institutions like the CDC and the WHO. And we know that. It's not even a conspiracy at this point, right? The next thing is that CBS is standing by its reporting after allegedly splicing and manipulating a 60-minute 60, uh, 60 story on Ron DeSantis, the, uh, the governor of Florida. Well, look, the, the mainstream media splices things all the time. I have yet to see this 60 Minutes report just because I haven't had the time, but I would like to see how, how much they edited and spliced and things like that. For Ron DeSantis to be taking a stance against this, it's either one of two things. If we look at this neutrally, he's either got something to hide or 60 Minutes did do a, a poor job of manipulating and trying to convince the public of something that was not true, right? By, by just taking certain clips out of context and you name it. So again, at the end of the day, I think when we look at that, it's, uh, it, it's it, honestly more than anything else, I would classify that as culture wars. But here's the thing a justified version of culture wars and i know most people say culture wars is not necessary and it's you know wasting time and it's just causing a lot of infighting and i to a large extent i agree with that being said though i think someone like ron DeSantis has the absolute right to defend himself and if cbs wants to stand by their reporting then so be it i mean i guess that's what it is that this is the risk nowadays that you take with doing interviews with the mainstream media because 20 30 years ago if you were a celebrity a politician and you did a mainstream media interview or whatever you knew what you were going to talk about it was more of a closed in echo 
chamber, so to speak. Nowadays, the questions are more free rolling because the mainstream media is trying to, you know, adapt to the online culture and stuff like that. It seems to be the case. And people like politicians and celebrities are not ready for every question thrown at them as they used to be. And to be honest, I like that because it holds these, uh, you know, politicians and, and public figures in check. But here's the thing, though. If you throw curveball questions which are, you know, appropriately curveball questions, but then you edit it and splice it after to make them look bad when you already threw them a question they weren't expecting. I mean, the whole point of being a public figure is to answer questions on the spot. So I'm not even saying to pre-prepare the questions, but you cannot edit it. You have to show the full answer. That's why... That's that's why generally speaking, like when I do uh, when I record the episodes for the um, for the the afternoon or the main episodes of the show, I, I always do. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because I believe in transparency. I don't edit anything except for like the pictures, obviously, that I put up. But I always do the first take the first recording. The first take is all I do. And that's it, because I believe in authenticity, because if I start editing and splicing, what makes me any different than the mainstream media corporations? Do you know what I'm saying? That's what I believe in. Just like with the live streams and all that stuff. There, we should not be removing anything, regardless if it's controversial or not. If it's controversial, we'll deal with it later. And if it isn't, then we move on. You know what I mean? The next thing is that affordable housing markets are allegedly being destroyed in the United States. I mean, even in the West too. Yeah, even here too. Uh, the next thing is that Kim Kardashian is now officially a billionaire. We are moving on from that. I am not spending more than three seconds covering that. The next thing is that the U.S. joins... Um, jo okay, no, I brought that up already. Sorry. The final thing is that Netanyahu has uh, been asked by uh, the Israeli president. Now, keep in mind, Netanyahu is the Israeli prime minister. Uh, there's president and prime minister. So Netanyahu has been asked by the Israeli president to form a new Israeli government and... This is interesting because I think there's a play here to try to keep Netanyahu in power. I think Netanyahu, regardless of what you think of him, I think in the like behind the scenes, he has too many, um, I guess we could say, people of power backing him, I would dare to say. I, I don't want to speak on behalf of the people of Israel with regards to this recent election. Apparently, you know, his Netanyahu's corruption trial is just starting, which is not going to look good on him and stuff like that. Here's the thing. I, I don't know exactly how Israeli politics works, and so I want to be very careful and, and respectful when saying this, but I think the reason why Netanyahu keeps winning over and over, even after gridlock and deadlock elections, is because the people of Israel, and I could be very wrong here, but this is what I would envision, the people of Israel want you to look them in the eye and tell them, I can keep you safe. You know what I mean? Because Israel geographically is surrounded by all their enemies. So I would dare to say that that's what a lot of people want. Now, yes, does... Could it be argued that Netanyahu overextends his boundaries, like allegedly, you know, the $3 billion that the U.S. gives Israel every year allegedly is technically not needed, and Netanyahu uses that $3 billion to just go and bomb his, to, 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 to bomb all the countries around him? Does he overreach in terms of offensive actions? I think in some cases, absolutely. But I think in other cases, it's un very unfortunate, but I think in other cases, a sign of strength is needed to be shown. You know, if you're surrounded constantly by your enemies and you're going to sleep at night, literally knowing that you have multiple adversaries or people that don't like you just, you know, just down the road, not literally, but, you know, it, with a simple plane flight, you know what I mean? You can you can easily reach a certain part of your enemy's land. It's tough. It's tough. You know, it's hard to balance that. So I understand both sides. But anyways, that's it for today and we'll catch you all later. Cheers.